0: Hi, I'm Justin Boyd,
1: and I'm Brittany Pacheco, and we are the Watchers in the Basement.
0: Welcome to the Watchers in the Basement. We are here today to discuss the new film Shazam: Fury of the Gods. The movie opened on March 17, 2023, with a runtime of two hours and ten minutes. It's got a box office of of 65 million for the opening weekend, so that's worldwide. So not not great for Shazam. Yikes. Rotten Tomatoes of 52%, which is 38 points lower than the uh, the original Shazam movie from 2019. Directed by David F. Sandberg, who also directed Shazam, the original Shazam movie. Features a cast of Zachary Levi, Asher Angel, Jack Dylan Grazier, Rachel Ziegler, Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, and Jaiman Honshu. Brittany... Mm-hmm. What are your overall thoughts of Shazam Theory of the Gods?
1: I didn't hate it. I hated the experience more in the theater that I was in as opposed to the movie itself. And what I mean by that is we were watching this in a 4DX room, which was my very first time experiencing this. I know what 4DX is. My husband, unfortunately, did it when he purchased the tickets. All he was looking at was time and like, hey, this is a good time. Here are seats it's available. Let's go. And we walk in and I'm like, oh, God, this is this is going to be a roller coaster throughout the whole movie. And it was it was it's fine for the first like couple of minutes. But then no, I started getting a little motion sick. So no, going back to the movie, I didn't hate the movie. I also didn't like love the movie i i probably would put it on par with the original i did however find freddy to be far less annoying than in the first movie and if you want to hear more of my thoughts of shazam the original movie go check out our previous rewatch pod review here on youtube don't forget to subscribe and like the video yep we uh <laughs> So I, I'm in the same boat. I,
0: I think I I didn't I think I uh, didn't like it, or I liked it least less, less than you did. I best that's the best way to say yeah. that. So yeah, I didn't hate the movie either, but I didn't love it. And I think it's a pretty big a, a big step down from the original movie in my mind. The original movie, I think, is one of the best DCEU movies. I think it's easily the best solo dce movie i mean mean, wonder woman the solo first one it's really good too but
1: nothing compares to that movie shazam
0: i don't know i i it was my favorite by far and this one this one's rough i uh you know (laughs) i mentioned the runtime was two hours and 10 minutes and that's a good runtime i don't have a problem with the runtime but this movie even with that runtime it felt way too long like it felt like they could have cut 30 minutes off this movie and i definitely would have been happier a happier viewer um yeah it, the the thing about this movie is you know what i loved about the first one is i thought the first one had a lot of comedy i think the comedy was like mcu level you know to make superheroes and comedy and like family and mm-hmm. you know like they're family films that are you know not i mean they're geared toward younger people but they're not for kids to me this movie felt like it was for kids The comedy was pretty flat. There were some funny moments. We'll go over some of that stuff. But all in all, it just, it was really, for me, it was a disappointment. And a few weeks ago, I was like, not really excited to see this movie. And then, like you mentioned before, we did our review of Shazam, the first movie. And that kind of reinvigorated me. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I really like this character. And then I was excited to see the movie. Then I went and saw the movie. And I was like, wow, this movie, this (laughs) is not a good one not not a good one um so Brittany, let's talk about some of the things maybe let, let's start out let's let's start out with the positives yeah. what are some of the things you liked about the movie
1: so what number one for me like i said freddie was far less annoying in this movie than he was in the first one to me and maybe because of the fact that these actors have grown up a little bit more i mean i know freddie's personality is just very like quick snappy he's just he talks a lot what have you, but I think the fact that his character had a a little bit of a love interest in this movie and that kind of forced him to maybe give off more mature vibe. Like he wasn't this loser kid that, you know, gets picked on and he likes superheroes and that kind of thing. Like this chick was actually into him. Right. And he was more or less himself, but he was just trying not to be so. (laughs) Freddie, but I think for me that that was a huge win compared to the first movie with him. Again, these actors have grown up a couple of years, and I'm sure maturity wise uh, has also aged as well. But like the other positive thing, I actually didn't mind because I know I know a lot about gods and goddesses when it comes down to Greek mythology. It was the fact that these characters have like a place in. In Greek mythology, like you know, now am I well versed in in Hespera and uh, Anthea? Not so much, but like with Calypso, I know I know Calypso is a very different interpretation of Calypso as opposed to what I've read in in other uh, pieces of literature and the actual Greek mythology itself. Uh, but these are daughter of Atlas. I know who Atlas is. Atlas was a titan and you know it's like th- that to me was like really cool like you're kind of tying in everything because when you do spell out Shazam's name and qualities it all links to like a Greek god or you know titan that kind of thing. So it that was cool for me. Darla, I, I absolutely love Darla. She had some funny moments in this in this movie as well. Um, weird p- product placement though of Skittles candy but it it did the job because after the movie I'm like I want skittles like I I really want skittles right now <laughs> like and I got skittles. So it had its it had its moments. I I of course love seeing Helen Mirren. I love the fight scenes between her and Shazam. I thought they were great cuz at one point when he's kind of like body slamming her down I was just like you do not do that to Dame Helen Mirren. How freaking dare you? And then she turns around and does it back to him. I'm like that's my girl. Yeah. Like I know you're the bad guy in this movie, but like, yeah. So it it had its it, it had its moments for me. Um, I'm sure I'm missing out on a couple of other things, but as we talk more, I'm sure I'll remember. But anyway, highlights for you, yeah. Jeff. So
0: Pardon. I really I really <laughs> do like these characters. I like these actors. That's why it's kind of a bummer for me because I I do like uh, you know you mentioned Freddy was like one of your big issues with the first movie. I think he's like the standout of the first movie. I think he's, he's good in this movie, but uh, yeah, I just like, I like all these characters. I like, I like these, uh, I like these actors for the most part. And I don't think they did anything that, that bad. I do think it's interesting that maybe the most annoying character in the movie is Zachary Levi's Shazam. (laughs) I think, and and we can talk about that a little bit more in in our nitpicks, but uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I like like the actors, like the characters. I like the opening scene with when we're we're introduced to the daughters of Atlas when we see uh, Helen Mirren's what's it, Hespera? Is that how you pronounce it, Hespera? And Lucy Liu who is Calypso. Calypso. They break into this uh, this museum to to get the wizard staff that was broken in the first movie. They steal it. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good like you know establishing your villains you know. Mm -hmm that scene was cool. I thought the first time we saw the Shazamly together and they're kind of, uh,
1: did you just call them the Shazamly? That's what they're called. Oh, okay. I I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: The Shazam family or short the Shazamly. Yeah. That's what they're called. So, yeah. Um, I thought the first time that we saw them, you know, they're, they're kind of going in opposite directions and Mm -hmm. Billy Batson, you know, obviously Shazam is trying to bring them together. I, I like that part of the movie um i like the the pen the sentient pen named steve oh yes i thought that was pretty creative uh the, i think some of the best comedy was from the pen that just like you talk and it, it writes for it just you wrote i wrote
1: down everything yeah. yeah
0: like the part where they they wrote the letter to helen mirren's character and they
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's just like a running you know thoughts of what they're saying and she's mm-hmm. reading it off and at one point she's like okay we did a good job cool anyone want a gatorade you know like that was that was funny i thought uh that was some uh, good stuff i thought that um you know and spoil we're gonna spoil the whole movie obviously but like at the end of the movie shazam you know billy sacrificing himself and his powers to to save the world and save everybody i like that but yeah there's no stakes to it cause he's immediately brought back and we'll talk about how he's brought back later on. <laughs> so that was like a weird, like I thought it was a cool idea, but it's like one of those things where it's almost like what's Superman like, well, it's almost kind of like what Zack Snyder did in a lot of his, in his movies with DC where it was like, it was like a lot of cool things, but they didn't always make sense. Like whenever you mm-hmm. put it all together, um, I really, once again, I enjoyed the credits. Just mm-hmm. like I mean, this time they, they weren't as good as or they weren't as good as creative as the first movie. But I like the credits and I like how when they went to the credits, they played uh, an Elvis Presley song, mm-hmm. Littlest Conversation. And the reason for that is Elvis was a big Shazam fan, but his favorite character was Captain Marvel Jr., which that's Freddie, Freddie Freeman. That's Freddie's character. So I thought that was kind of a cool nod. Obviously, Elvis was also a WB movie that came out this past year and was nominated for some Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of a cool and and she's Shaz- the Shazam comics were featured in that movie, so it was kind of a good good tie-in okay uh, and then I also liked how the the foster mom she makes the comment that all of her sons are like after older women because we learn you know obviously these goddesses and gods are older much older. I thought that was yeah. a funny joke toward the end well of the
1: uh, well, yeah. not all her sons one of them is not into women right (laughs) right, we
0: found that we found out that pedro is gay which i didn't really see that coming because pedro was so quiet in the first movie and you don't get a ton of like you don't get a ton of like character time with these people you know like it's just
1: i feel like the scene in the first movie since we're gonna briefly just kind of mention it when dr savannah comes to the house and is holding the family hostage and shazam lands outside you see pedro very it's a very split second kind of a scene and he kind of gets like like oh my god he's here like like look at him he just looks kind of you know okay good it's it's very it's a very subtle i unless i'm just like making it up in my head which i'm pretty sure i'm not uh but yeah with this movie with pedro his he and his mom are watching uh phillies baseball (laughs) by the way phillies by the way, y'all wanted Houston. You got Houston. Just yep. saying. Don't do that again unless you, you want to lose another World Series. Sidebar. Anyway, Pedro. Pedro's watching the baseball game with his mom. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, like, I'm I'm really getting into it. Then he looked down. He's got a magazine in his hand. And it's presumably a, a, a game magazine. Like, cool. no, I, like, I
0: think it's one what? of the Phillies player who's like, oh. like, it's like an underwear model. He's like, he's like. underwear endorser and he plays on the team or something gotcha
1: gotcha gotcha that's why he's like yeah i'm really getting into this game
0: (laughs) right i'm pretty sure that's what it was okay
1: player on the screen either way yeah there is a man featured in magazine he looks just very very pleased you know to to be involved and the one scene when it is revealed that pedro's gay it's it's uh, come to we got to be truthful with our family, our foster parents. They're all the Shazamly are are in their better selves, except Pedro because he lost his powers at one point. It's like, all right, guys, we we got to be truthful now. Okay, let's be honest. Everyone says we're superheroes, and Pedro's like, I'm gay, and then everyone kind of looks at him, including mom and Shazam. They're like, Yeah, dude, we we knew it's cool. Like, right? You know, <laughs> just like, yay! Everyone's but everyone's happy.
0: <laughs> to me, the the part of that that was so strange is that not that not that he's gay but like how did the parents not know their kids are superheroes considering considering that mary she doesn't change how she looks like mary is a college student and whenever she gets the, the powers of shazam she's just Mary in a red outfit you know what i mean she but doesn't she, change at all
1: but is she actually ever featured in newspaper photos I, television you would have, you that, would that because we would. obviously saw freddie right as yeah. you know it, uh, what's his name it, it, adam brody right uh in the interview and the dad's kind of picking up on the mannerisms like doesn't he kind of remind and then everyone else is the kids are walking in as this interview is unfolding so i mean i don't i don't know the kids got the powers at the end of the first movie really so it's, it's yeah no I'm i know it's gonna, not a, it's not a huge deal
0: it's just it does kind of point out that like she is the only person who doesn't like in the, in the first Shazam movie, the, the actress that played Mary, Mm -hmm. once she went to the adult form, it was a different actress that played the superhero. But in this movie, the same person plays Mary, the college student and Mary, the superhero. So, right. Uh, yeah, just point that out. But so and we'll talk more about the, the kids here in a second, but, uh, Another thing I really enjoyed about this movie, which was a, which was a big deal to this movie. And I I knew this going in was the Wonder Woman cameo, which Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman is in the movie. However, you know,
1: I did not know about this cameo
0: Warner brothers and DC in their recent marketing for the film. Like if you've been watching March Madness on TV, or if you've been watching television at all over the weekend, their 30 second or 15 second spots show wonder woman in the movie. they show her face. They actually show, um, they give away the fact that she's in the movie and they give away that she kind of helps out. Like they, the scene where she looks over her shoulder at Shazam and says, you know, you know, be careful taking care of the world kid or whatever she says, they show that in the trailer. So I'm like, why would you give that
1: away? yeah seriously why i mean like why uh, that's something i'm noticing with trailers these days is like they're giving away all the best parts in the trailer
0: well and and with with wb and dc like the past two movies like with black adam you know you have a you have superman in a uh, post-credit scene and the rock i mean they they didn't give it away in the trailer but the rock was talking about it just basically saying henry cavill superman is in this movie Right, I, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to use, hey, we have a lesser character in Black Adam and Shazam. Let's bring in Superman. Let's bring in Wonder Woman, and maybe they can juice the box office and get more people to come watch the movie.
1: Right. It
0: didn't really work out for Black Adam, and it's not working out for Shazam. Um, and, but I mean, a lot of that is because, like I've talked about before, <laughs> it's cool to have these cameos and to bring these characters in that we we like, but because the overall is not as strong as the MCU, the connectivity isn't as great. It doesn't mean as much to people. These movies don't have the same feelings that we have for Captain America Winter Soldier or the first Iron Man movie or, you know, Thor Ragnarok. We just don't have those. Most people don't have those kind of feelings for the, for the DCEU. So yeah, it doesn't work great, but.
1: Except maybe for Batman.
0: But in the DCEU, not really though. You know, like Mm. now we're going to see the DCEU's Batman. Ben Affleck is going to be in the Flash. And I think Wonder Woman is too. But for sure, 1989's Batman, uh, Michael Keaton is going to be in the Flash. That's the most important thing. But I'll save the Flash excitement for uh, a few months from now. (laughs) But, uh, so, Brittany, what would you think about Gal Gadot playing Wonder Woman? She was teased earlier in the movie. Then you see her at the end. What are your thoughts on that?
1: So, like I mentioned, I had no idea whatsoever that Gal Gadot had a cameo because I don't watch much TV. I don't let alone March Madness. Cause I don't care.
0: Well, I mean like even like ads on YouTube and whatever, like they, no, nope. they were, yeah, they were putting nope. it out there. Okay.
1: Never saw it. Never. N- just never saw it. But I, the continuation of like teasing a well-established superhero in the DCEU, like what we saw at the end of Shazam one with Henry Cavill's costume you know, you don't see the head, you don't see the face, of course, but he's walking into the lunchroom. And then you continue that with with uh, Wonder Woman and Shazam. They're having dinner in Paris and he's wanting to see, like, you know, I'm not sure where, where things are going to go between us. And it looks like, you know, she's about to walk away. So you never see, like, her face either. You just see, like, right. the costume, the hair. And then when you do kind of get the opportunity to see her, it's not even her face it's the wizard which right. sidebar how did he survive like because we saw him dissolve into nothingness and even when that was addressed it still wasn't answered so yeah they
0: kind of like yada yachted it and it was y- like I mean they yeah, gave not an explanation e- not but but it not wasn't even enough, that right but it wasn't enough for I don't know it yeah, yeah. it wasn't good
1: Sidebar. Anyway, so I thought that was hilarious because it's like, oh, okay, like, are we actually going to see Gal Gadot? Like, is this actually going to pay off? Or is this just a continuation of like what happened with Superman? But then at the very end, if we're going to go ahead and talk about the very end, where Shazam sacrifices himself on Earth to save humanity, right? And it's kind of decided by the wizard that He died a hero, so he needs to be buried as one. And so they take him to the realm where the three, the daughters of Atlas resided, right? Where the the tree of life had once been. Mm -hmm. Bury him there. And there's a comment being made about, you know, well, can he come back? No, only a god can, can bring him back. And there are no gods left on earth. And then enter Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. And she's like, well, there is still one. Technically, she's a demigod, but, you know, it's it's fine. She's still a god. She has the power of Zeus in her, right? So she takes the, st- the wizard staff and is able to bring back Shazam to life in in a most <laughs> a fitting way where, of course, he's buried and then you see the, the typical hand burst out of the, the dirt and everyone's like, oh, ah! ah! you know, that was kind of funny. I, I actually kind of did appreciate that. But yeah, seeing her and actually having a payoff of like a teased superhero was, right. was actually kind of cool. Like for me, I like I said, I had no idea she was gonna be in it. So I'm like, oh great, like yay, Gal Gadot. But then it's like, oh, but she's not in this <laughs> new chapter going forward. So it's well, like,
0: we don't know maybe, if she is
1: maybe not. Maybe not. I don't not,
0: know. It's not really clear. We'll talk about that a little bit later because <laughs> we'll talk about if Shazam is gonna be going forward. We'll talk about that here in a second. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great to see her. Um love her it, but you know it does kind of whenever you see like a a character like wonder woman show up or like a character like superman show up in black adam you you kind of start thinking like well why were not they more involved earlier because these are literally like god power god tier level superheroes like with the been.
1: eternals with right. thanos
0: right i mean I, mm. I guess that's just something we have to just get past but then it is something i think about but uh I want to point out there's another cameo in this movie. It's probably a lesser known character for people, you know, younger. But uh, there's a there's a guy later it. in the movie who's wearing a Billy Batson Shazam shirt on the street, and he says he he calls Shazam Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why that that guy obviously Captain Marvel it was the name that Shazam was referred to for for many years. Yep, that that guy actually played Billy bats in, in the 1970s TV series. So,
1: ah, oh, I, I I didn't think you were talking about him. I thought you were talking about the teacher, um, because I remember seeing. Him oh yeah, the teacher, in the Dietrich, Drew Carey Dietrich show. Bader. Yeah, DJ Bader. Yeah,
0: and DJ Bader. He's done a lot of DC voice work. He's played Batman many times.
1: I was wondering yeah. because I'm like, this is so random to include him and actually have like screen time, and then right. he gets possessed by Calypso because Calypso killed, like. Right? Well, I yes, yeah. but she possesses possesses him in a way, whispers whatever he is transformed, if you will, and walks off the roof of the the school building, and it, yeah, he dies. And it's like, well, why would you bring him in only to kill him off like that? Like he barely had like two scenes. It was very yeah. strange. But if he's got yeah, a agree. relationship with DC, then that makes total sense. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's not he's cool, but voices. cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's been the voice of Batman for different series and
1: oh, okay, you know okay.
0: animated movies and stuff like that. So that's cool. The more you did. know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's get to some nitpicks, Brittany. What what are your some of your problems you had at the movie or some issues?
1: Oh man, uh, you put me on the spot. Uh, okay, so for one, like I mentioned, bringing back of the wizard when we saw him, we clearly saw him dissolve. Yeah, in the first movie. Because he, I guess, had once been the champion and needed to transfer his powers to a pure-hearted individual. And that's Billy, now Shazam. And it's like, okay, but how did he get into the prison cell on this in this realm with the daughters of, of Atlas? Like, how did that happen? There was no real explanation as to why or how. That was one thing. Um, Oh man. I I feel like I, I I feel like you and I already discussed this, but I can't, I can't pinpoint a a nitpick right off the top of my head.
0: I've got, I've got a couple and you can probably, you can probably spout off some some of those. Go for it. So one of the first things I want to talk about is there's a time element issue that I have with the movie. So we're led to believe that. So the movie came out, their first movie came out in 2019. Obviously we're in 2023. So it's a four year difference. The, the movie says it's basically a two-year difference, right? Because they mention mm-hmm. specifically at the very end of the movie in the post-credit, and we're going to get into the mid-credit and the post-credit, but in the post-credit, we see Dr. Savannah, who mm-hmm. was in prison from the first movie. He's, right. still in, he's still in prison, and he Mr. Mine returns to him, and he references that it's been two years since you last came to see me, which is two years from the end of the first movie, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so he establishes it's been two years. And there's another part of the movie where they, they established two years. But they also say how, like, Billy was 14 in the first movie, and now he's almost 18, which is 40. So, so like he's,
1: he said in the first movie when Savannah asked him, how old are you? He goes practically 15. So if you want to go ahead and round up and say, yeah, I guess just I just a couple like, months shy of 15. He's, so then that would put him technically at 17, who's right. turning 18 so right. you can kind of maybe get away with two years, maybe not, maybe almost three. Okay. Well, let, let's, let's
0: transition from that to the next issue is the fact that Billy Batson, the 17 or 18 year old kid is more mature than <laughs> Billy Batson, Zach, Zachary Levi's Shazam. Like yeah. whenever he becomes Shazam, he's more of a little kid than anybody else in the Shazam league. Like, even I mean, all yeah. the other kids besides Mary is older than Billy, yes. but all the other kids are, are younger than him. I mean, you know, then you have someone like, like, uh, um, Darla, Darla, who's considerably younger, mm-hmm. but all of them, except for maybe Darla, who there's a reason she's much younger. They mm-hmm. don't act like they're, they're more, they're, you know, they're more well-adjusted. They're more mature. But that, that was a weird part of the movie. You know, like I, I thought like, cause he like, they even reference like he's supposed to have the wisdom of Solomon.
1: Well, he also says Solo Man, Solo so. man, which
0: that was actually funny. I thought that was actually a, one of the higher comedic points in
1: the movie. Solo Man, and then Saruman, which yeah. is a Lord of the Rings reference, right. which I thought no, I was know. great. Yeah. Um. There was another reference, a Game of Thrones reference, of Thrones, yeah. uh, Khaleesi when Lucy Liu's riding the wooden dragon, which sounds. Really weird to say out loud like that, but that's basically what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, he clearly does not possess that quality. <laughs> the, the the wisdom of Solomon. Yeah. Because uh, he just didn't even know how to pronounce it. He clearly can't think like that in his Shazam form. But yeah, I agree. It did seem Billy had it a little bit more together in the billy form because even at the beginning of the movie when shazam is having his therapy session with his pediatrician and he's like trying to figure out the feelings and why he operates the way that he does and trying to keep everyone together obviously because he's never had a real family he's afraid abandonment's a big issue for him of course he was just rattling on and on and on i'm like dude like get your shit together (laughs) yeah you know in the first
0: movie it's it's I mean, it's kind of similar, but also in the first movie, once again, Billy as the child is a 14, 15 year old, has it, has it together more than the Shazam does. So it's just, I, I understand like the, what he's trying to do. He's trying to play like a kid because,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but like to me, when you're with a bunch of other kids who are younger than you, then they're ma- more mature when they're the superhero versions. Like you should be more mature. Also, you should be like, almost like, like a Superman kind of leader figure. Yeah to the shazamly which right billy's I mean, not
1: yeah even like the scene where the, the kids all go out because there's a crisis happening on the ben franklin bridge mm-hmm. it's collapsing what have you and in Darla, for example in her shazam form mm-hmm. she runs up to a car and there, there's kitties there's a little kitties in, in a box and she's like oh my god kitty she saves them first and the other girls are all like oh my god like did she just leave us to die basically right. and, th- and then she comes back she comes back to you know save them so with darlin her mentality of save the innocent little kitties first then come back to save the people i can accept that because she mentally
0: and right. physically
1: is much right. younger than everyone else but at least she still has the savvy to stay calm and, and to save those that can't help themselves as opposed to just going straight for the humans, what have you. But anyway, yeah, there's definite forgiveness on her part than compared to that of Shazam. And I think that's part of the theme is that he's still struggling with being given these powers. And he really probably shouldn't have been given those powers because he's not, he's not capable of being Shazam. Right. Because at one point he even tells the wizard, he's like, Hey, you gave them to me, take them back, take them, take them back. Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this. And then it isn't until he's had like a come to Jesus moment where he's like, Oh, I've got to take down the bad people, I gotta sacrifice myself. Mm-hmm. He bids farewell to Freddie, calling himself, I'm I'm Captain, what did he say? Um, Captain Every Power Jr. Every power, call? yeah. Every power, and that's what Freddie had referred to him earlier in in the movie mm-hmm. so it's kind of like just making those amends it's like in that moment when you're facing death then you start becoming wise okay yeah. sure we'll go with that
0: <laughs> another of my nitpicks is and this is definitely a nitpick but i mentioned before that mary as the the, the college student and mary's superhero is the same same person right well we learned that you know Billy's like almost 18 or he's 18, right? And then we mm-hmm. also know that Freddie's only a month younger because Freddie even mentions that. Yes. So to me, that's interesting. Like, when is the turning point where Freddie stops looking like Jack Dylan Grazier and starts looking at him, Adam Brody, <laughs> same way with Asher Angel, who's Billy. When does he look like Zachary Levi Shazam? Because that's got to be coming up pretty quickly, right? If If Mary was a, a high school kid going into college and now two <sighs> years later, like, <laughs> these guys don't have much more time before they're just these fully grown dudes, right?
1: I don't know. Um, I can't speak for everyone, but I know I look yeah. the same as I did when I was 13, 14, and I'm 20 years older than you know, than what I looked back then. But like, yeah. I pretty much look the same, just yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think we're gonna have the same questions too. Um, when it comes down to The Last of Us with aging up Ellie and seeing, you know, are they gonna have to do a recast or no. uh, they're just gonna age yeah. up. Bella Ramsey, which I'm sure that's what they're going to do. Um, yeah. they're, I they're will riot. I yeah, will they, riot no, if they change that. No. They, won't. they won't. But no, that, it, it's a good point because if yeah. if in the Shazam form, they're supposed to be the better forms of themselves. Maybe, maybe it's just an unachievable goal. You know, that they get to see what it would be like to be this good looking or this strong or whatever. It's just something that they'll never actually achieve in, in their normal human life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Not um, everyone can be a god, Justin. <laughs> understand.
0: I understand. <laughs> so, I mentioned Asher Angel plays the Billy the 17 18 year old version. So, the one thing about this movie, there's not a whole lot of Billy Batson in the movie. There's no. like there's only a few like conversely, once again there's a lot of Freddy. And I think Jack Dylan Grazer is great and I think that obviously David F Sandberg and producers of the movie saw that too but i think asher angel is pretty good as billy and i Mm -hmm. feel like we don't we don't get a lot of that and i think if there were more of his billy that would mean less zachary levi shazam and i think (laughs) and i don't think it's zachary levi i think i think he does a good job as the superhero but i think i don't know i i feel like we did the balance is even more out of whack than the first movie was like it not that, I, not that you'd ever expect to be a 50-50 split, because obviously you want to see the superhero version. Like, if you go see a Batman movie, you want to see more Batman than Bruce Wayne, right? But yeah, I think, you know, like in the first movie, let's say it was 70-30 uh, yeah. Shazam and Billy. This movie, it's 90-10. You know, there's mm-hmm. way more Shazam than there is Billy.
1: I feel like one way that could have been remedied as we're talking about this... Uh, to see them in their lair and to see the kids as kids in the lair at least once because every time we did see them in their lair, it's in their Shazam form, right? I feel like if we got to see the kids, like the the, the differences between the kids' personalities yeah. in the lair versus when, okay, we, we need to have a, an actual meeting to figure out what's happening with his Daughters of Atlas and kind of utilize them In that way, I think that might have paid off a little bit more because then we could have just seen the difference between uh, Billy versus Shazam and Mary versus Mary Shazam, Shazam, Mary, whatever, and and so on and so forth. So there might have, there might not have been much difference truly, but like, I I think that just would have been a great way to kind of just break up constantly seeing the adults.
0: I'm sure the counterpoint to what we're saying would be the fact that. By, Shiz- by Zachary Levi playing Shazam as silly as he does, that leads to a lot of comedy or co- attempts at comedy. Whereas I think it was very successful in the first one. I don't think it was as funny in the second one. No. I think that's probably a big part of that. So
1: I think so because in, in the first one you're establishing like, oh, I just got these powers. Like, what can I do with them? Well, now you've had two years of having the right. powers and having your family who fight alongside of you. Apparently they've made a... a ruckus throughout this whole thing they're called the philadelphia philadelphia fiasco and like yeah. more people are yeah. upset with them than actually liking them shout out to uh nick and claire walking with the woods all the way from in the uk appreciate you staying up late and joining us uh let us know if you've seen shazam fury of the gods what'd you think of it have you even seen shazam let us know what you think of that too but yeah like i i don't mind zach zachary Levi I want to change his name entirely I wanted to call him Levi Johnson which is a completely different person altogether not a celebrity in that right but uh so sorry but I, I mean I like him as Shazam don't get me wrong but I agree it was maybe just a tad bit overdone
0: just, yeah no I, even, I, I think it even yeah.
1: his interaction with Helen Mirren
0: it's over the top. It's just too it's much. Just, right? It's just
1: over the top. I mean, the line, of course, saying, like, I've seen Fast and the Furious, and, you know, it's all about family. And it's like, yeah. okay, you're talking to someone who's in yep. the Fast and the Furious movie. Also, uh, uh, Juman Honsu is also in the franchise as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that was kind of a funny little tie-in. But, yeah, Zachary it's just a little over the top overall. Just, yeah. Eh. Anyway,
0: and Brittany, uh, we have a comment from from Nick and them, and I think this is very, like that comment right there, Mm -hmm. hasn't seen Shazam, doesn't grab us, you know, the mentioning that Batman and Joker being the exceptions. That's pretty much how a lot of pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what we're talking about earlier. It's just,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, especially in the DCU, they haven't established these characters. They haven't even established Superman enough to where, you know, I, I mean, seriously, Batman and the Joker they have their own standalone franchises right now. They have, we have Todd Phillips, Joker, you know, films with Joaquin Phoenix. And of course we have the Batman with Pattinson. and we've had, you know, multiple Batman franchises, but uh, yeah. Yeah. DC has got a lot of work to do. And uh, Man. I don't know this movie. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big DC fan. I don't, I don't think this movie was maybe the best move. Like I think that you either retool this movie or maybe you just scrap this one given that they're going to reset or you know they're going to reboot soon whether it's a i think it's going to be kind of a rolling reboot where they're going to keep some stuff and get rid of their stuff but uh yeah, yeah i yeah, agree this, this movie was like i said lower tier for me for dc um yeah so, so sticking with the shazam like here's something else that really that really annoyed me and i don't <laughs> like this with superhero movies is the kids lose their powers. <laughs> they get their powers back and they lose their powers again. Like to me, much like when you kill a character, like if, if Superman or Shazam or whoever loses their powers, that should be a big moment in a movie or a TV series. And it should not be instantly resolved. And like, in this let, movie, let it
1: breathe. Let it breathe. Yeah.
0: In this movie, it's, it's honestly, it's hard to remember. Like, like, uh, Freddy, for example, he loses his powers twice or three times. It's very,
1: it, you know, it's, twice.
0: yeah, it's, that's too much. Like,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I agree. When, like to me, to... when you
0: do that yo-yo effect, it just doesn't do any good. To, it doesn't serve the characters. It doesn't, it doesn't help the villains. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't work.
1: No, I, I can, I can understand that because if we, let's say we're too related to, Arya in Game of Thrones when she had her vision taken away from her from the Faceless Men. There was a few episodes where she was blind and you see her working through fight, you know, combat while she's blind and then eventually she gets it back, right? But you you got you gotta let it breathe, man. Yeah, And I get it. This is a movie, you know, you want it to be like a happy ending sort of situation. I get it. It's I I get it, but it's like, eh. Mm -hmm. Nick says, first two minutes of tuning in, I've decided we're not watching. Save, save the money, save the money, do yourself a favor. (laughs) Like, I I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate this movie. no, 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 no. I I, I put it basically on par with the first Shazam movie, but like, we're just kind of, you're catching us while we're nitpicking. We have already talked about like what we liked about the movie and, and stuff like that. So watch the replay, listen to that. But overall it's, it's one of those movies for me. The rewatchability is not there.
0: Same for me. It's the yeah. same for me where I, I don't see myself ever fully watching this movie again. Yeah. There might be some stuff like the wonder woman thing is cool. Yeah. You know, but right. I don't think I'll sit down and yeah. Right. I don't think I'm going to watch this movie again because it's just not, it, it's a disappointment for me because I love the first one. I think the first one is mm-hmm. great. And this one just doesn't deliver in, in my in my mind. Claire just
1: said, what's that? <laughs> oh, Claire.
0: So I mentioned the villains a second ago, and that's mm-hmm. another one of my problems with the movie. We have so we you mentioned uh Hespera and Calypso. There's a third daughter of Atlas. Mm-hmm. Her name is is it Athena or Antina?
1: And Anthea.
0: Anthea, I'm sorry. Anthea, who it's aka
1: Anne. Ann,
0: right. <laughs> and you know we're introduced to Anne. she is a a new classmate of freddy's and he has a crush on her like instantly they have like an an attraction and then we you know quickly learn that Anne is also one of the daughters of atlas Mm -hmm. and that's the first time we see freddy lose his uh his powers (laughs) but the prop the problem i have with the villains we have these three daughters that are obviously various age differences between the three otters of Helen <laughs> Mir and Lucy Lou and Rachel Ziegler mm-hmm. uh, that's not a big deal but the big yeah. deal is the fact that you have three villains and in the end two-thirds of them aren't even really villains we have you know Anne slash Anthea mm-hmm. she's never fully on board the villain train right she's she goes along when she has to, but she wants to end up helping. She ends up helping Shazam and the Shazam and Freddie. Yeah. And then we have, uh, Helen Mirren's, uh, Hespera who, you know, turns face in the middle of the movie, um, yeah. or toward the end of the movie, I guess. Um,
1: yeah. All because oh, her sister Calypso is the real villain in this whole ordeal of right. Wanting to have revenge on the humans for basically locking up their realm and it dying off, if you will. So she wants to have her revenge. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, all right, Lucy Lou. Like, I, I, I get it. <laughs> Calm down. But yeah, it's not a... There are things in this movie that definitely were not ironed out very well or fleshed out very well. Uh, with Anthea, I definitely, right off the bat, when we first meet her, it's like, she's wearing the evil eye as in the form of a necklace. She also has it like on as a ring or maybe it's a bracelet. I don't know. It's evil eyes very, for me, it's very associative with Greek mythology. And I'm like, there's something about her. She's also this part of this villain trio that what will be a trio. And then when she talks about having an overbearing sister and relates to Freddie on that, I was like, Oh, well there, there we go. There's, you know, the things with Greek mythology, all these gods and Titans, they have so many freaking children. Like, and you just can't never pinpoint it. The only one I really did know about was Calypso and Calypso is in a completely different scenario from the mm-hmm. stories that I've read. So to see her in this light, it was just like, this is weird. Yeah. This is weird for me. So yeah. And Calypso,
0: her powers she has like a power of suggestion, I guess. Seems like he could, she can tell people,
1: Something about chaos. She whispers in
0: someone's ear, and then they become like a zombie, or they're controlled by her, or or whatever.
1: Yeah. Tell us, Hespera. Hespera can uh, manipulate the elements, right? And then Anthea can manipulate the axis, and that's a x i s, not right like a c c e s s. (laughs) It's almost like a Doctor Strange kind of quality.
0: Yeah, but it 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 just looked it didn't look great, and unlike Doctor Strange, it like she just does this stuff and like you know shapes start moving and the buildings are going different ways and the it's kaleidoscope. like yeah and it's like i don't know like it she just kind of does it a couple of times and you're just like okay cool but uh, i don't know i, I mm-hmm. didn't like that it,
1: and then there's a dragon
0: yeah nice. i was gonna get to that so <laughs> my next nitpick and I, I mentioned this in previous episodes you know like whenever <laughs> whenever you have someone like me, I'm not a professional, like I don't know anything about CGI. Most people don't know anything about CGI. But whenever you notice or think the CGI is bad, it's usually because the story is not very good. And so you can kind of like <laughs> your 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 suspension of disbelief is gone and you're just like, screw it. Like I'm I'm going for I I'm, I'm shooting at everybody. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like there, there's no prisoners. Yeah. And so um yeah, the to me the end of this movie Reminded me of Shang Chi, where except for I really liked the first two thirds of Shang Chi, then the final third was just brutal, like with the <laughs> dragons and all the creatures. And this movie does the same thing. Where Justin didn't get, like the Pokemon. <laughs> you get the dragon, you get unicorns, you get these other beasts, and you know we had the seven deadly sins in the first movie. I thought those, I thought those looked good, and they weren't used a whole lot, which I think was smart. Mm. In this movie, there's so much of the dragon. And there's so much of the beasts. And then there's there's a pretty big scene with the unicorns. And it just they just don't look good. And it's...
1: I was okay with it. I, I was personally okay with it. And again, this probably just goes back to what I know about Greek mythology. So with the beasts, aside from the dragon, you have the unicorns, which are not your cute and cuddly sort of way of, of thinking unicorns are. No, they're actually like the king of beasts, according to uh, Steve, the magical writing pen and it is the most revered beast amongst all dark creatures i guess you could say um in in the mythology but you have uh harpies you have a min- uh, minotaur you have a manticore you've got a, a what's the cyclops so it was it, i mean for me it's it's cool seeing these different creatures come out of I'm a, I'm a big fan of Percy Jackson yeah. like I really liked I really love the books the first movie the, the two movies that we got were like yeah thank goodness they're coming back with with a series that hopefully will be done right but I, I like the take on the unicorn and the look of it um, we're going to be talking about Harry Potter uh, in in coming you know well actually this week harry potter chamber of secrets but in one of the movies there's there's a creature called a thestral that's like it's basically a skeleton pony if you will and there's there's features on from the thestral that are kind of featured on this dark unicorn that i kind of liked so for me it was like okay like i can i can get behind this like this is fine it doesn't bother me so much but i can see from your point of view justin because you're just not a big fan of stuff like that (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean I, honestly at that point in the movie I was so like checked out as far as like trying to pay attention to what the beasts were. Like I just in my mind I just followed it away as beasts. I didn't even like you mentioned the Cyclops and those other ones. Like I didn't even think about that part of it. I just was like, whatever. CGI creature fighting CGI creature with a CGI mm-hmm. dragon that you know it didn't look like one of the Game of Thrones or House of Dragon dragons. No. I'll just I'll just say that. It yeah There was a
1: Khaleesi reference, but definitely not the same.
0: Right not and it's not even
1: not even the ice dragon like think right. about it right when when Viser, was it viscera What i, forget, I remember, can't remember which one was reanimated but yeah that that was that was cool looking like yeah that was cool this one not so much yeah
0: and you already talked about this a little bit but then this the skittles product placement <laughs> with the unicorn and i mean the darla had a funny line in
1: but, lieu of Ambrosia, yes, we have Skittles. But yeah, right. go ahead.
0: No, that's all I was going to say. I just like, it's a funny line when she's like, you know, taste the rainbow, motherfucker. You know, they cut it off before <laughs> she says the bad word. You know, the little girl who's, you know, she's saying so that. She's so innocent. That, that was funny, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't work. Like
1: She's pretty fearless, though. I'll give it to Darla because the way that they set up about the unicorn being like this very uh, fear fearsome sort of creature and she's like hi hi girl it's okay come here and she's just all happy to see a unicorn and it runs up to her and she tosses the skittles and it starts eating and she's like taste the rainbow (laughs) so strange though that's funny I'm like how much did skittles sponsor like to make this movie happen
0: (laughs) they must have uh, you know written a check or something like um, i said
1: it, it worked because i wanted skittles after that <laughs> yeah i fell for it
0: so one of my final things i want to talk about does shazam have a future in James gunn DC, dcu so james gunn of course is you know along with peter saffron who peter saffron was one of the producers on this film so yep. yeah you need to think about that as, as you're <laughs> going forward because uh, let's go to the mid credit scene. So in the mid credit okay. scene now, Brittany, I, I'm not sure if you really knew what was going on in the mid credit scene because the mid credit scenes features characters from the suicide squad, James Gunn movie, which you didn't see, right? I did not. They're also in peacemaker, which you didn't see.
1: I did not, but I heard and, a name
0: and one of the characters in, in also is also in who is in black. Adam is also in this mid credit, which you did not see. Also, <laughs> did not right. See. Okay. but
1: I did hear one name that I did recognize. So I associated that they're from this organization that Amanda, Amanda Waller.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in the mid credit scene, we see Amelia Harcourt and John Economos, who most famously from Peacemaker, they were both in James Gunn's, the suicide squad. Obviously Peacemaker was the spinoff of that um, from that film became a series they're heavily you know seen in uh and peacemaker mm-hmm. and amelia harcourt is also um the actress's name is jennifer holland she is james gunn's wife <laughs> she was also in the mid she was also in uh black adam
1: keeping it all in the family y'all. yeah so so in the
0: in the mid-credit scene uh harcourt and economo's are attempting to recruit Billy on behalf of Amanda Waller. They want him to join the justice. And he thinks they're going to say justice league. They say, no, no, the justice society. And then Billy makes the joke about how, like, you know, you really should have, like, it's really weird that you'll have two organizations <laughs> and they're both have justice. justice in the title. Yeah. He's like, you know, maybe we should call it the Avenger society, which is a joke <laughs> toward Marvel. But it's I funny. wanted to point out, Brittany, that in that scene, you have hardcore and economos, and they mention they want him to join the Justice Society. Well, the Justice Society was established in Black Adam, which I mentioned Harcourt was in Black Adam, mm-hmm. but we know that Black Adam is not going forward. And the Justice Society in the movie has four members in Black Adam. One of the main members dies in that movie. <laughs> so I guess, you know, if if they're going to continue with the Justice Society from black adam which would only make sense because if you have hardcore from black adam and peacemaker and suicide squad you would have the same people um continue mm-hmm. it's it's real strange and but also the fact that not only is it james gunn's wife but also the fact that him and peter saffron took over dc after right. black adam came out but they've been in charge so you would think that they would if, if they didn't like this mid-credit scene they could have just you know X'd it, out. it. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So that makes you believe that Shazam, played by Zachary Levi, is going to continue in the new DCU as a member of the Justice Society. I don't think we're going to see the Shazam movie because as I mentioned before, the box office is not strong for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't strong for the first one, but it looks like this one's gonna come in way under the first one.
1: Yikes. So well, and then kind of I guess leading into the post-credit i mean we've already kind of talked about it with yeah. seeing the reappearance of dr savannah in in that same jail jail cell yeah and you kind of think with the the mid mid-credit scene from the first movie that oh he's going to team up with is it mr mind mr that mind yeah freaking caterpillar yeah they're going to team up for the next movie being this one yeah. that we're talking about right now and he's once again the villain but in league with somebody else right that to me would make sense yeah. but no you continue with his character put him in a post credit scene mm-hmm. and he's visited again by the same caterpillar who's like oh, there's one more thing I need to go do before I can tell you my full evil plan, and then, like, leaves. So it's like, what? Yeah. Why? Also, not to mention that we've also discussed this in our previous Shazam pod about the, I guess you could say relationship between Shazam and Black Adam, how they're, what, natural rivals, and how, I mean, we know that Dwayne Johnson's not going forward with, Black Adam and in, in James Gunn's DC, we, we already know that.
0: Well, he's not but, in the first chapter. Not in the first chapter. Okay, w- but the first chapter may take ten years. It's like <laughs> the first chapter is like the first phase of the MCU or the first. Right, right, right. Phase. Like it's it's right. going to be a long time before we see.
1: Regardless, we know that D- Dwayne Johnson actually does not want to be in these movies. No, he's-
0: no, that's not true. No, uh, no, not that, not that he doesn't want to be.
1: He just hasn't been.
0: It's. I don't think James Gunn has any interest in continuing Black Adam because it, uh, was, it was kind of a failure. Uh, so I think I if we ever do see Black Adam again, I think we will see The Rock play him unless they just reboot the whole thing. If they reboot mm. every character, then yeah, we'll see somebody new. But I think if they, if they continue with the same Shazam, they continue with the same Peacemaker,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you're going to keep the same Black Adam just because like there's such like they're such C level characters that you wouldn't <laughs> like, you wouldn't reboot them for to have their own movies. Like, I don't think we're going to see another blackout Adam solo film. We're not going to see another Shazam solo film. I don't believe, mm-hmm. I but you could see Zachary Levi playing Shazam in a, you know, as a complimentary piece in a justice society thing, or if the justice society is helping a Superman or helping somebody, mm-hmm. it could be a part of that. But I don't think we're going to get solo films from these characters again, or at least not in our lifetime.
1: So, I want to pose a question to you, Justin. Okay. Because the way that I posted about today's pod was yes. Fury of the Gods or Fury of Justin. And this is what I'm leading up to. Okay. For those who say that Ant-Man Quantumania that recently came out, people who knocked on that one hard. Maybe the same people who actually like this movie. Your yeah, thoughts.
0: no, I've noticed that. It's it's, <laughs> it's annoyed me because I thought Ant Man: Quantum Mania, Ant Man and the Lost Quantum Mania. That's the oh, title. Okay. I misspoke. I uh, no, I did too. Um, I thought that movie was fine. Like I, mm-hmm. I, that movie got so much hate, and even like like I mentioned, Rotten Tomatoes. So, it's the lowest rated Marvel movie at forty seven percent. Damn. And this movie currently is at fifty two. Shazam: Fury of the Gods. So, I mean, it's a little bit better, but the the rhetoric regarding this movie is more positive. <laughs> like people are like, like the conversation is like, Oh, it's fun. And it's whatever. And it's, you know, it's like, it's not as negative. Like the, the, the talk about, uh, Ant-Man, the Wasp quantum was so negative, And it's like, Oh, the MCU is finally, you know, it's, Oh, it's on its way out and it's over. And they, Marvel is got okay. problems. And, and I no. don't, you know, I don't, I don't think anything's going to last forever. And I think that eventually the MCU will end or whatever, but the quantum mania is not a bad movie. Is it, it's it's not, not, is it one of the best? No, we talked about this no. on our quantum mania review. I mean, I think it's a lower tier Marvel movie, but it's not a bad movie. And to and me, it's like,
1: needed to carry right, the rest and, of the story. So and
0: I, this movie here, not only is it not needed, it doesn't, doesn't really carry. add anything no. to me. I mean, no. and I just think quantum mania is a much better movie than this movie. I think it's a lot better. Yeah. And quantum mania, like I said, it's not one of the CGI looked movies. a lot better too. Like, I know it, even, and, and uh, you know, there's things to point out in the CGI in that movie, just because the, sure. in the quantum mania, everything is like the same color, which doesn't look good. You know, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. like pinkish that, red or reddish. Yeah. 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 No, is red. Like it just, it's not a good look, but sure. But yeah, that, that has annoyed me a lot, probably more than anything. It's just that, that people who did not like quantum mania seem to be pretty positive about this movie. And this movie is not better. It's, I mean, it, yeah. you know, granted all of this is opinion, right? My opinion versus your opinion versus so whoever's opinion, that's fine. But the consensus, be, it seems to be, this movie is better than quantum mania. I just, I don't agree.
1: I'm with you right there too. Now, we all know, actually, you know, for those who may have not checked it out, go go check out our Ant-Man reviews uh, pods while you're at it. Go check out our ranking for the MCU, every movie in the MCU, because we definitely have different opinions about where Ant-Man's, even now with Mania would rank amongst the whole list because damn. But that being said, I like I-, I-, I said at the top of the show, I like this movie fine. It's on par for me with the the first Shazam, you know? I it, it's fine. I, I don't hate it. I don't I don't love it, but it's fine. The rewatchability is not there. But I will say that Quantumania was far better. And I and to top it further people and y'all can come at me if you want because I don't give a shit because I am right in this stance and Justin will back me up. This movie Actually, let me rephrase this. Mania is not only better than Shazam it's better than Rise of Skywalker. And if oh, y'all yeah. are the same kind of people who say, oh, no, Shazam's better than Mania" because Marvel's headed out, are the same people who like Rise of Skywalker, get out. Get out. Yeah, no, I mean- That movie that, was trash.
0: That movie is so much lower than these movies. I mean, that's one of the trash. worst movies I've ever seen. One I mean, the, the yeah. fact
1: that it was being rewritten while they're film, filming, it shows. It yeah. absolutely shows. And if y'all just want to like like something because of a brand and think that you know a, a certain director can never do any wrong guess what yes they can it has been done
0: <laughs> yeah no, I, I and i think Goodness. that dc's had a lot of issues but i think oh, that, for sure you know that kind of star wars stuff is a different level of just mm-hmm. just trash it's just not as good we're not going to jump on but that no that train right now but no i just want to mention that and i failed to mention at the beginning of this that shazam fear of the gods is the 12th film in the dceu dceu stands for dc extended universe which is a ridiculous (laughs) title but so but in reality it's actually the 13th film because there are two different versions of the justice league there's of course the justice league that came out in 2017 there's also Zack snyder's justice league which is i mean it's literally twice as long as the other movie so i mean to me you have to count it so there's actually 13 movies in the dceu I have done my updated uh, rankings of the DCU on letterbox, and I don't have I don't have them out there. I'm just looking at them on my phone. but out of the thirteen, <laughs> I have Shazam Fear the God's ranked number eleven. So I don't think much of this movie. Um, <laughs> and I mean, the quality of these movies, as we mentioned before, is not nearly the level of the MCU. but again, this is not a this is not a terrible movie, but this was a disappointing movie to me. And I just, I didn't really enjoy it, flat out. That's,
1: I like I said, I movie's fine for me. I I don't have any real like reasons to hate on it or any real reasons to love it. I just hated the experience of being in that 40x theater. And if y'all don't know what yeah. that is, it's basically you're in a mini roller coaster throughout the whole movie. Yeah. It kind of springs up on you randomly, air's blowing at you randomly, water can be splashed on you. Turn off that feature. I feel like you need a seatbelt. You need some kind of harness. Like I was yeah. getting a little motion sick and I don't typically get motion sick. So, I think,
0: you know, like this, if you're a member of the Shazam like you're like a, <laughs> before they have powers, like if you're that age range, the 40 X is for you. Like that's for a,
1: <laughs> there was you know, a, a child there. Right. Who for, seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. For a
0: teenager, for an early teenager, for 10 to 12 to 15 or whatever. Yeah. 40 X is fun. Mm. When you're an adult, when you're like 40, something like me, like, it's oh, not 40
1: something like you, but yeah, I, I did not, not enjoy that. Yeah. It's not fun. So <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, uh, that's my only association.
0: <laughs> right. So my, my last thing is that I mentioned about the DCU. Well, the DCEU is going to be ending, but however, this year we are getting four DCEU movies. We just saw Shazam fear of the gods. The next one coming up is the big one, the flash on June 16th, which I cannot wait for the flash movie. I, I think-
1: hope it's a letdown. <laughs> i don't think it's going to be I think, I think i hope it is actually i think
0: you're going to see that movie and you're going to see it for sure in theaters once i think you're going to end up seeing it twice i think it's going to be that good that you're going to go see it twice i might see it five times i mean i that think d-
1: it's, that depends on the runtime i haven't looked it up because i don't care Yeah, i don't think it's been released yet the runtime okay. hasn't been
0: released but uh yeah but that movie something that's side note something's annoying about the flash is the movie is going to be <laughs> it's they're going to show the movie at CinemaCon, which is in late april i believe And what CinemaCon is, is it is a convention for theater owners. And I think it's in Las Vegas. And every year there's a couple of movies that are shown at CinemaCon in their entirety. Last year, Mm. Top Gun Maverick was one of those movies that was shown there. And it obviously killed it, it killed it. People, uh,
1: people, people saw it. It it.
0: It was in theaters from Memorial Day to Labor Day, which doesn't happen with movies Mm. anymore.
1: And then there was a re-release. Right.
0: And. So the flash is going to be shown in its entirety in uh mid to late April, which is not too far away, but the release date for the movie is not until mid June. So that's annoying for me because I know that someone is going to leak everything about the movie.
1: So you're online. basically going to need to stay off social media for the next yeah, few I'm months. I
0: can't look at a computer screen for, for two months. Uh, oh no, whatever one, will you do? <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of have a job to do and obviously this podcast where we're, looking at the <laughs> screen. So like there's there's oh, that. Um, looks like but, someone else
1: is gonna have to do the research now.
0: There we go. That's well if you want to do the if you want to do it I was not
1: volunteering. A, Listen yeah. we, we've got so, a few other members here. We we can we can make them do it.
0: So after the flash we have Blue Beetle which is coming August eighteenth. And then wrapping up the year is Aquaman and Lost Kingdom Kingdom on Christmas Day December 25th. So protesting. You're protesting oh because of Amber Heard okay.
1: Mm-hmm Sorry. Love Jason Momoa. Always will love him, but if she's in that movie, let alone mentioned, no. Nope. Absolutely well, not.
0: She's definitely in the movie.
1: So. Oh, well, not gonna see it. Protest.
0: But, uh, yeah, Aquaman, it's worth noting, Aquaman was the only movie in the DCU thus far to crack a billion. I predict The Flash will also crack a billion. I really feel it. Did like,
1: Wonder, Wonder Woman not?
0: No, it got like 800 and something million. Oh, it got close. And then Dang. Batman vs. Superman got 800 and like Fifty million. It got close to. I mean, obviously, no it should have been the one to do it because it was called Batman v Superman. Like the two biggest characters fighting each other should have been a blockbuster.
1: And it was a letdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, financially, it did well, but not not Marvel level. For you know, Marvel's had ten or eleven billion dollar films, and DC has one in the DC. <laughs> you know, they, have, they, have, they have others, obviously. Sure, Joker they got The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Those are billion dollar movies. But uh yeah. Wonderful so, movies. Can't wait for the flash. That's the next up for us. That'll probably be the next thing we talk about DC wise. And although, you know, this week I did not enjoy Shazam Fear the Gods. However, one of my favorite DC shows came back this week, and that is Superman and Lois. <laughs> Season three debuted this this past week, and it is so good. That's such a good show. Uh that is a show that's actually going to continue to a season four james gonna mention that uh so that's I'm pretty cool because it's it's not connected to any kind of dceu or dc it's not connecting to that stuff it's a separate thing so well i'm really happy for you if you like superman you need to check out superman Lewis. It's on the cw uh yeah i really enjoy that so i'm glad it's back so uh britney any any uh final words before we before we sign off
1: nope I'm good. Glad I don't have to watch this movie again in order to uh discuss it. That's a wrap for me.
0: <laughs> yep. We did it. We're done with it. Okay, so <laughs> yep. so Brittany, what do we have coming this later this week?
1: So as I mentioned earlier, we are starting to cover Harry Potter, one of my most favorite topics of life. We will be joined by the lovely Amber of all of Amber's Wands, a good friend of mine who loves Harry Potter just as much as I do, obviously. So This week, this Wednesday at 530, we will be discussing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets.
0: Yeah. I I don't know Amber as well, but I consider her a friend too. So I don't. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's a very friendly person. And most people are surprised to hear that she's Slytherin like myself. Like when people hear that I'm Slytherin, they're like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. I'm like, well, rude or that's a good thing. Not sure. But with her, they're like, oh, that's surprising. But she's a total Slytherin. So, hey, we're not all bad. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, so that's Wednesday this week. We're talking about the second film in the Harry Potter cinematic universe, <laughs> the Harry Potter extended universe. Now, kidding. Um, the Wizarding World. The Wizarding World. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah so, so join us this Wednesday for it. So be sure. I'm going to mention it already, but be sure to subscribe, hit the like button, also hit that notification bell. That way you know when our latest live stream is going to happen.
0: There we go. Yeah and how can people find us on social media
1: by following us there you go <laughs> on facebook twitter and instagram search at watchers basement we appreciate all of those who have been following us since we started almost like what five years ago
0: yeah this april we'll be at the five-year mark at some point in april Insane. we're not really sure we'll have to figure out the exact date but we're just
1: going to go based on like when we launched youtube i think that would be like safest
0: when we upload or, our very first video, I think, I think the way we can know is I think it was like the the week before Game of Thrones first episode eight. of season eight. Game <laughs> of Thrones. So yeah, we'll go back and figure that out. And I believe it was like the first week of April or something. So something like that.
1: But either way, we're approaching our five year mark. So we appreciate all of those who have followed us since day one, and those who have recently discovered us. We appreciate your subscriptions, your likes, your follows, getting. The word out about us. Uh, I used to say this all the time, but I don't anymore. We are not a large podcast, but we are a proud one. There you go. Also, you can use hashtag Watchers Basement to tweet us, send us memes, articles, things like that. And lastly, you can check out our audio podcasts on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Thanks to Spotify for podcasters. <laughs> Give us a five-star rating. We appreciate all the love.
0: Thank you, Brittany. I appreciate it. So for Brittany, this is Justin saying, we'll
1: see you next time.
0: Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Bye-bye.